Hello and welcome to the RBC Broadview Campus Sermon Podcast. Our mission here is loving God, loving people and seeing lives change. At RBC, our heart is to build a Jesus-centered community to see lives changed in multiple languages and locations. We hope you enjoy this message from one of our weekend services. To find out more about us, please visit our website, rbc.org.au. Let's read God's Word together. I'm going to read to you from Mark chapter 1. From verse 35 to 39. It says, From very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Simon and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, Everyone is looking for you. Jesus replied, Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also. That is why I've come. So he traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. Welcome. As I said before, my name is Andrew. I'm one of the pastors here. And, and welcome to our launch for 2022. Last year, our theme over the whole of RBC and our theme here at Broadview was Awaken. We felt that God was wanting us to awaken to his presence, to his call for our lives, for the church, to awaken to what he is doing in his world. And this year, in 2022, we have felt the need for this awakening to continue. There is a sense that there, he is nowhere near finished yet. And that we have a journey before us of reawakening. And so this year, the theme is reawakening in the light of that leading. That the church of Jesus here in Broadview would reawaken to who it is in Jesus, its identity, to the ways of Jesus that define it, to the commission of Jesus that is its purpose, and reawaken to the presence of Jesus that empowers it, that gives it belonging and relationship, intimacy with him. And as we look to the last couple of years here, especially, because they're the ones that I can particularly talk about, um, we can see that God has done amazing things here in our Broadview community. When Broadview committed itself to the rebirth with the RBC Church family, we committed ourselves to a four-phase process. And so, as a recap, that first stage, well, there's really that pre-stage, which was the original Broadview community laying down the future in God's hands and starting a rebirth. And that first stage from there was that full support of, of the leadership from RBC community and leadership coming from RBC and the rebirthing of culture and mission here as one church in two locations. And then as God provided, the second came, 
in the form of local leadership here and the beginnings of local mission and, and a level of financial sustainability. And now, this year, in 2022, by the end of this year, our hope, seeing what God has already been doing, the momentum that we have in Him, our hope alongside the rest of the RBC family is to walk into officially phase three, that being local governance here. Phase three or four. Four being, being released as a completely autonomous church back into the community that we would have local governance here by the end of this year, that Broadview, whilst being accountable to Ross Trevor, would become a community completely self-governing with its own level of functioning eldership. And I want to thank the current discernment team who have been such an amazing sounding board for Rachel and I and who have provided discernment and leadership, which has gone a long way to get us to this point. And that team will be continue to be really important as we move into this next phase and towards the future that God has for us as a self-led, self-sustaining church in Jesus. But there is much more that I could say about what God has done here in Broadview and what God is going, what I believe God is going to do in, in the physical things. And as I continue, I want to share a little bit about what we hope to do this year. But more than what we do as a church, especially in this continuing period of uncertainty, more than what we do, I hope today that you will catch a picture, that you will imagine with me what we might become together as the Broadview Baptist family in Jesus this year. Because I believe God wants us to become a church reawakened, awakened to his presence, awakened to our belonging in him, to each other, awakened to what it is to live in him and for him, awakened to his mission for us to love and herald his kingdom to the broken world, which he so dearly loves, awakened to his call to share the good news and to encourage each other in our faith in Jesus. A reawakening of our communion with God. Moments like we've just had. A reawakening in our community with each other as his people. And a reawakening in our commission to go into the world, to bring the good news, to love our neighbor, to show the kingdom of God in our lives by our self-giving love. As his life lives in us by the Holy Spirit. You see, we see this communion and this community and this commission in the early church in Acts. And we see it in the life and the rhythms and the intentionality of Jesus, like we read in this passage here in Mark. This posture that is first upwards in communion and inwards creating community and outwards sharing the good news of Jesus. These are the key elements that make us what it is to be the church of Jesus. Key elements that theologians and authors all around the world have been writing, people like Mike Frost and Tom Wright and others say are essential elements to what it is to be the church of Jesus. Mark 1, the beginning of that passage in Mark 1 that we read says, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. 
We read a very similar thing in Luke 6, the calling of the 12 disciples, and it begins with something similar. It says that Jesus went to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. In fact, Luke 5.16 tells us that Jesus often withdrew for prayer, for communion with the Father. And this year, my hope, what I believe God wants to do in us is to continue to birth that same desire in us of desperate and intimate communion with God. You see, we see in Jesus that no matter how popular he was beginning to get, no matter how much pressure there was for time on him or how the crowds pressed in, Jesus always prioritized first his relationship with God the Father. So much so that we read in Mark 1 that his disciples had to go and try to find him. And so we need to be a people who desire who practice making time for being in the presence of God, to intimacy, getting used to intimacy. I don't know about you, but sometimes there are moments like we've just had before where it is a bit uncomfortable. What's happening next? Your brain's thinking, where are we going to go? As a muser, I'm thinking, can I hear another song kind of coming, being woven in? Your brain starts to wonder, oh, I've never really, or maybe I've never really experienced this before. Normally, I'm used to like a real structure. What do I do without it? You know, we can, there's so many things that can go on in our head when we take the chance to stop and wait on God. It's uncomfortable. But as we practice that intimacy, things begin to change in us. We desire intimacy because we have this deep sense of belonging first to him and to him alone. In fact, this is something that the psalmist wrote in Psalm 95, verses 6 and 7, when he, when he writes, he or she, I'm not sure who wrote it, um, when he wrote, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for he is our God and we are the sheep of his pasture the flock under his care. Today, if only you would hear his voice. Today, if only you would hear his voice. You know, often we read now the the Psalms privately in our own devotions or we have little, little moments reading them or they become a thing that we can put in our wall and look to from time to time. But these Psalms were, were created to be read aloud, to be sung aloud. And so as we read it, we need to remember that what it's actually saying is, come, let us, the gathered people of God, bow down. Let us, the gathered people of God, kneel. If only you, if only we would hear his voice. In a few weeks' time, I'm going to be... um, Um, sharing around the importance of waiting on God together, being still and knowing him, allowing ourselves and our minds and our hearts to be formed, to renewed, transformed by him, allowing ourselves to slow down and be in his presence. Because everything flows from our intimacy with Jesus. And so my prayer this year is that we might continue to be a church, to be a people who are shaped by our encounters, by our intimacy with Jesus. That is my hope for this year. 
And I know in getting to know a lot of you that there are many here who can testify to some incredible life-changing moments with God in their life. Joe's put up his hand, that's me. May we continue in that this year, in that legacy this year. May we have a new testimony to bring. May we have a new thing to say about what God is doing as we pause and as we wait on him, as we commune with him. So let us make space together this year to hear his voice. Let us make space to celebrate together when we respond to that in faith. Now I'm excited really, really am excited to be able to say that somebody in response to the amazing work that God has been doing in their life this past year, someone from our community will be getting baptised here really soon. I'm not saying their name because I'm going to be recorded and end up on a podcast and things like that and I don't want to put things in the wrong order, but how exciting is that? How incredible is that to be able to say God is doing amazing things and I just want to publicly tell the world, tell my church family that I belong to him, I give my allegiance to him, that my life is being changed and is continually being changed by him. I want to ask you, maybe you would like to join them. Maybe you've never been baptised. I don't care what age you are. God calls us at every age. Look at Abraham. Look at Sarah, look at Moses. These are incredible people in the Bible, people from incredible backgrounds. You might think, look at Paul, doing the opposite of what Christ wanted and God calls him. Is God's spirit calling you this year to a step of faith? Maybe it's a step to get baptised. Maybe there are other faith steps that God is placing on your heart. We would love to be able to celebrate that this year and join and support you and walk with you as a family. That's our role here together, to encourage you and to spur you on to love and good deeds. Maybe it's making the decision to follow Jesus. Maybe you've been in and around this community for ages and you've never actually really, if you're honest with yourself, made that decision to say, actually, I'm going to follow Jesus. I'm going to follow Jesus. Maybe it's a choice, like Josh and Hannah uh, late last year, in dedicating your kids to God. Maybe it's to get baptised, as I mentioned before. Maybe it's sharing your testimony. We heard some incredible testimonies last year. I'd love to hear more of them. Maybe God's wanting you to share something to the rest of us about what he's doing in your life. Maybe it's a step into a new season or new vocation or new place. What is the Holy Spirit stirring in you? What is he stirring in us? It's amazing, you know, Jesus says that my sheep will know my voice. He doesn't say if I speak. He doesn't say, well, I may not speak, but if I do, my sheep will know my voice. There is a sense in what he is saying that he is continually speaking, continually leading, continually wanting to grow and shape and form and transform his church and each of us individually. As we just experienced, God by his spirit is doing some beautiful things in our gathering. You know, seeing David running around last week with a microphone, hearing the testimonies of different people. There are so many beautiful things that are happening in our community. There's so many amazing things happening in our, in, in our kids' lives and in our life groups. 
this year, maybe be a people who hunger for more, pray together for more. So in our sermon series later on in the year, we're going to look at things, at rhythms of life that help us to be in that place to hear God's voice. Things like Sabbath and rest. Other rhythms of life that help us to focus upwards on, the life, on a life that's in communion with God. We'll look at what discipleship means and the ways and the works and the words of Jesus so that we may be continually shaped and formed and more deeply connected in him and his kingdom purpose. While the role of I'm about to mention could kind of fit in any of these elements in communion, in community and in commission, our hope this year, as we've already mentioned um, earlier in January, is to employ someone in, in our kids' ministry to help create that ministry, to help shape that ministry alongside our beautiful volunteers into one that disciples the next generation and opens their eyes to the beauty of King Jesus and his kingdom, that our kids may be those who are shaped by intimacy with Jesus first. And so getting back to that passage in Mark, we see something else that flows from communion first with God. We see that communion with God is essential for discernment, to know God's leading. It says Simon and his, companion, and his companions went to look for him, and when they found him, they exclaimed, everyone is looking for you. There is something incredible happening here. Jesus, people are gathering. Everyone's looking for you. There's an event going on. Someone's put on a rally or something like, you know, you can imagine that kind of sense of there is this thing that is building. Jesus, you just got to come and do what you did yesterday. But Jesus replies, let us go somewhere else. Let us go somewhere else to the nearby villages so that I can preach there also, for that is why I have come. Jesus' popularity was building. And we read in, in other places that once people knew about Jesus, they would flock to where he was. And this was happening here in this passage of Mark, happening in that town of Capernaum. And there's even a moment in the Gospels where people want to declare Jesus king in that moment, there and then, for what was going on. And here in Mark, again, everyone is looking for Jesus. They wanted more, and yet what is his response? Let's go somewhere else. Because Jesus knew in prayer, in communion with God, what the next step was. He knew and he was reminded about why he had come. He needed to keep moving. He needed to keep in God's will and not in the will of humanity around him. And so communion with God is essential for us to hear his leading in all circumstances, to step away from what seems right in our own mind and to step into what God is calling us into. This is what Jesus is doing in this moment and many times through the gospel accounts. In fact, he says of himself in John 5, 19, Very truly I tell you, the Son can do nothing by himself. He can, only do, he can do only what he sees his Father doing because the Father does, because whatever the Father does, the Son also does. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all he does. Shows him all he does. Can you hear those words of intimacy, of relationship that Jesus is saying? Everything that you are seeing right now 
comes from this binding together I have with the heart of God, the Father. But this purpose of Jesus to proclaim the good news of the kingdom of God wasn't something that Jesus desired or intended to do alone. You see, in that alone prayer time, they didn't know where he was. He could have just walked himself to the next town. But instead, he allowed himself to be found and says to them, let us, let us go somewhere else. Being community was an essential practice of Jesus And more than that, he calls us to be one people together, the people he calls the church. You cannot be the church on your own. And what we worked on and what we experienced last year was a continual deepening of connection between us as a community here at Broadview. Already this year, as I mentioned before in the notices, that our life groups have restarted with this kind of hunger to gather back together because of what they'd seen before and what they want to see again. They've restarted, and our, and our hope is for more and more and more of us to join in these wonderful smaller groups, these wonderful smaller families within our larger Broadview family. Jesus says this really famous verse in John 13, verse 34. He says, a new command I give to you. Love one another as I have loved you. So you must love one another. And verse 35, by this everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And so this year we're going to continue to explore what hospitality and what generosity looks like to encourage the spiritual gifts that are rising up that God is placing in our community, encourage the leadership upon different people's lives and the different skills and gifts that they have to bring and that God has placed here because he is the one that is building his church. And we're going to intentionally celebrate and recognize that where we can. This year we want to increase our capacity for pastoral care, recognising those in our community who are already leading in this way and and coming together as a team and and, and praying and, and wanting to get alongside those, especially those who are newer in our community, those who are more vulnerable in our community and walk alongside them and be community with them. So I believe a question we have to continue to ask ourselves this year on this adventure of becoming is what else is God building here in us, in this church? You know, I was sharing with someone the other day that the Andrew that stepped, and and the Rachel too, I won't speak on Rachel's behalf, but I believe this is true for her and some of the things that she said to me, that stepped in here in June 2019 with all these kind of dreams and this picture of what Broadview might look like, we have seen so many different other things that God has done instead. Now, it might be a sense of humour, but what a, it's been so incredibly humbling to see what God has been doing instead. The kind of people that he's been raising up as leaders, the kind of different things that have been going on, the different families and the different connections, been way outside my dreams. Because God is building his church. No eye has seen, no ears heard, no mind has conceived what God has in store for those loves what is what else is God going to do here this is why communion with God and discernment in him is so incredibly important what else is God going to do in our community here and then finally we see this incredible outcome of Jesus' ministry in the final verse of Mark 
And it concludes with these words, and maybe they're a little bit uncomfortable for you. It says, He traveled throughout Galilee, preaching in their synagogues and driving out demons. There's a similar conclusion to another, the other story in Luke I mentioned. In Luke 6, it says, A large crowd of his disciples were there, and a great number of people from all over Judea, from Jerusalem, and from the coastal region of Tyre and Sidon, who had come to hear him and be healed of their diseases. Those troubled by impure spirits were cured, and all the people tried to touch him because power was coming from him and was healing them all. You see, in his communion with God, in this community of disciples. And as they lived out their commission, lives and communities were changed. There was something incredible going on here that was, it was tangible and it was spiritual and it was natural and it was supernatural. It was a little bit messy, but there was something that God was doing that was changing things and making things more like the kingdom of God here on earth as it is in heaven. And so as we move into 2022, my hope is that we will be reawakened to this mission, to our city and to our neighbourhood, that we'll be willing maybe to get a little bit messy, to get alongside the least of these, to get alongside those who are struggling, to make our community a community that is focused outwards, that gives generously until maybe it hurts, all so that lives may be changed so that communities may be changed, so we may see the kingdom of God, so we may have more people like Joe who put up his hand just before saying, I met Jesus. I met Jesus. And Broadview Together has been an incredible place. Sandy and Heather have done a beautiful job, and Margaret and others. It's an incredible, it's actually a place, it's a really safe place to be. It's a beautiful community that gathers and, and it's a ministry that, that does change lives. And it's wonderful, but I wonder what is next. What is God wanting to awaken in us and awaken in our community, awaken in our neighborhood as we look outward? And so this year, we are exploring what it looks like to have a key part of our team here dedicated to community engagement. Now, unfortunately, it's not, I can't say any more than that right now, but our hope is to have people who are, someone who is dedicated to community engagement who can help us to build those relationships in the hope that we may see lives and communities changed, in the hope that, you know, if one day Broadview wasn't able to exist in this community, the community would feel it. Something's not right. Would that be the answer they would have now if we were to close our doors tomorrow? Because when God's kingdom enters in, things change forever. And so hopefully I've got more news on that soon. And I'm so excited because it's so important for us and our culture to have an outward and missional posture because that is the church that Jesus is building. But as I mentioned already before, in the notices, there are already some great opportunities in the next week for us to love our neighborhood. So I wonder, will you join us at any of these events? Would you like to know more? Later this year, again, we'll be able to be a part of the Prospecting Fair and to celebrate Christmas. And maybe God is laying upon your heart to do some of the things that we saw at the end of last year to have neighborhood parties like Rachel and I did when there's we're well over 40 people there, 12 other families beside ourselves gathering in a park, connecting together for the first time. 
Do you want to be a part of something like that? Are you willing to be inconvenienced to see the kingdom of God expand into our neighborhood? Last year, our big building began to be used more and more as a resource for those outside our immediate church family. It was to bless others and break down walls of difference, to provide hospitality and display generosity with what God has given us. We've hosted conferences here and training days and parties for people that are in our community and outside our community. We've hosted We've had hosted funerals and wakes here for people that are in and outside of our community. And we've also hosted a wedding. We would love to complete the outdoor project this year and to relook at the new unused spaces in hope to see what continued to grow last year continue this year in a much richer way. Our hope too is that our kids' ministry would become more missional and outward focused as we employ someone and increase the capacity of our team. You know, our team, um, I should have mentioned it before, is doing actually an amazing job. And the thing I'm really excited about with somebody coming in and, and being employed in that way is they don't have to reinvent the wheel. They get to think, what's next? They don't have to be out there every week. They get to go, God, what are you doing in our young people? How do we pastorally care for them together as a team? How do I love this incredible volunteer team? How do we become more outward focused? How do we engage the families in our community? Who is God wanting us to reach to next? So I'm going to invite Miriam and the band to come back up. You know, there is much more that I could say There's many kind of things that I can kind of strategic things and throw things out there, but I don't want to do that today. Because I think it's more important than what we do. It's about who we are in Jesus. Who we are becoming in him. This morning I want to ask if you're able to stand. You do so now, and I want to ask you, will you join with us as we allow God to reawaken us to communion with him? Say, Lord, I want to be awoken to that in a whole new way. Will you say, will you join with me in saying, Lord, I want to be reawoken to community even though this year and the last couple of years has all been about distancing and there's been a lot of fear around the place, Lord, I want to be a part of the church that you are building. Will you join with me saying, I want to be reawoken to community? And will you join with me in saying, Lord, I'm willing for the sake of your commission to be reawoken to the outside world? To be reawoken to those who are struggling, reawoken to my neighbours, my friends, that maybe I haven't connected with as I should. Reawoken to your kingdom purpose and mission. I want to be part of a church. I want to be a person who is willing for things to get a little messy, to allow you to break through in people's lives. Let's pray. Lord, I thank you that our vision is always so limited compared to what you're wanting to do. 
I thank you that you are wanting to build in us as a community here. A community that is true in its sense of family and belonging. A community that wants to give that belonging to others and draw others in, encourage them, see them grow. That, Lord, you are calling us to be a people who look outward, who want to see your, your kingdom come in a world that is broken. That maybe you're calling us to be a voice of justice. Maybe you're calling us to be um, a symbol and uh, um, a connection of deep love and, and encouragement. Maybe you're wanting us to share your gospel in a really blatant, straight-out good news, here is the good news of Jesus kind of way. Lord, we want to follow you. And so, Lord, I pray that you would help us, that you'd remind us, that you'd encourage us, that you'd reawaken us to intimacy with you so that we may discern your will and your way together. Lord, we thank you for what you've done and we look forward to what you are doing. Lord, this adventure of becoming that you are taking us on. Reawaken us, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks for listening and we hope that you enjoyed this podcast. If this message has impacted you in some way, we would love to hear from you. You can contact us through The Hub online at thehub.rbc.org.au or through our social media links in the show notes. See you next time.